With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast, your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40, Chris and Case. Hey, howdy-ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 309. Uh, This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me are two of my very, very good friends and men I am proud to be working with, T.O., Tony Ortiz, and Jeff, the Rizzers. And gentlemen, how are you today? It's good to have the gang back together here. It's been a couple of weeks. It has. It's good to see you guys. I missed you guys during the holidays. I saw the. I only saw one turkey, not two. No, I'm sorry. No, that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> that's not even. That is such a dad joke. It, 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 I should be flogged. I should be flogged for that. I'll take care of yeah, that later. Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got a great show today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Lions, Bears, give you a preview. We're going to do a little bit of meta talk about the Lions. Uh, a lot's happened since last the, the gang here was together. We'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to look at the injury report a little bit. We'll do a little bit of game predictions, a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Boys, are you ready to go? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out. Help us out on the old Patreon. Very special thanks to Dylan for from Guam. Whoa. <laughs> I've missed that. <laughs> Our very first donor, Mathis. Brian B. from I Prevail. That's Brian Burkheiser. For those who don't know, he's pouring gasoline on everything that'll take it. And uh, they all hang out with us. Riz, everybody hangs out with us where? In the Slack chat. Now with other sports, new and improved. Yes, head on over to the Slack chat, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. And it's not because I'm there. We got a lot of really, really good folks take care of each other and uh, talk about the Lions and some other stuff, but in a very respectful and great way. There's no forum on the internet about the Lions better than this place anywhere. And uh, that's that. Um, You can check out Ash. I I quote him often on the show. He just wrote an article on our site today, uh, aptly titled, How Bob Quinn Restored the Lions Reputation, which is the most excellent tongue-in-cheek 
uh, <laughs> reference. Yeah. It's, uh, he, he did a good job with it. I, I read it this afternoon. He, and, and Ash, Ash is a very gifted writer, and it's always yep. fun to get his perspective. It's, yeah. it's definitely worth your time checking it out. Yeah, no, good stuff. He's hanging out in the chat, dropping just brain bombs all the time. Great, great crew people. You can get in there as well. Head on over to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. As little as a dollar a month will get you access. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. Give us a follow so you can see the riz. I don't have any pants on. <laughs> Whoa, I'm stunned. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, YouTube.com, Detroit. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Or YouTube.com slash DLP Clips. Also, don't forget to rate us. You know, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, Amazon, all those different places where you find your uh, your podcast. Make sure you give us those five stars. We love those five stars, and those are forever. Those ratings last forever. You could love us today and hate us tomorrow, or hate us tomorrow and love us today. All those things, but those five stars, they mean everything. So head on over, give us five stars. If you can't, you know, if you don't, you just say, hey, I'm feeling four and a half right now. Head on over to the subreddit, let us know why, and uh, we'll work to get you those five. Thanks to you. Uh, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave us a message, we'll get a chance to hear you on your show. Something like that. Let's do this. <laughs> Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. Fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And I don't know, I start out tongue twisted. I don't know if it's because it's the end of the work week and it's like literally from work to, to doing this or what. But I, I stumble on my words for the first couple minutes, guys. Thanks for, for doing the, 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 the fireman's carry on me. <laughs> We're here for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Don't forget, we'll have the post-game show right after the Lions game this week. We're going to do a preview of the Lions and Bears. Uh, I want to start out, we normally do a history le- kind of lesson on the on the matchup, but we already talked about uh, the Bears and Lions earlier. And I don't know if you guys heard, there was some news since last we spoke about the Lions and the situation, uh, not only at the <laughs> head coaching position, but also as as the GM. Have you guys heard this? Had you Had you heard anything about this? We, we might have, yeah. Yeah, okay. maybe. Yeah. Okay. One or two things. Well, yeah. just let's just make it up as we go. No one will be any wiser, okay? Uh, <laughs> I want to just take a little bit here uh, and talk about this team and what to look for for the rest of the year. There's, you know, when Coach Caldwell was released, it was after the season. We, we didn't right. have any, any games left. And I'm trying to throw back. When was the last time the Lions released a coach in the mid-season? In mid-season? When? God, that seems Steve like Mariucci. Yeah. I believe it was Mooch, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right at, he was fired right after the Thanksgiving game in 2005 when they lost to the Falcons. It, you know, and Dick Duran came in as the interim head yep. coach after that. Yep, I remember that. It's such a tradition in Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Tone, I should have watched that. Good timing. You are drinking there. Uh, <laughs> um, but we're all drinking at some point or another here. Um, you know, it's it's... It's 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 something that a lot of people probably haven't experienced before for the Lions, and it's a little bit new. You've seen it happen with other teams, and there's some decisions right. that have to be made. And um, you know, we're evaluating Daryl Bevel, and and I wouldn't undersell that. Uh, it's definitely something to look for. We saw it with uh, also the way the team performs, the players sometimes with that shift. Yep. When a coach is released, often there's something else going on. Right with the locker room and the right. players and the coach, and we've all heard the stories leading up to uh, the release of Coach Patricia that maybe some of the 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 players weren't happy as well. 
Let's right. talk a little bit about that bounce back effect. We saw it in Atlanta earlier this year uh, before we played them, and uh, they had that bounce back for the coach. What do you expect, Tio? Do you think that these guys are going to kind of come out and do that same sort of thing? I do. I think they're going to get a lift from having Daryl Bevel as the interim head coach. The trouble is they're getting that bounce at the worst possible time because their schedule takes a quantum leap forward as far as being tough. Everybody they play going forward, the Bears, the Vikings, the Titans, the Buccaneers, and the Packers are all in the race for the playoffs. So they're not playing lightweights like Jacksonville, like Atlanta, they or Washington. They're playing the cream of the crop, or at least yeah. as close to the better teams in the NFL as possible. So as good as it will be to get that bounce I don't know if there's enough time for that bounce to actually make an impact in the record. I, the Bears, Riz, is a great example of that. I mean, you kind of hoped it was Nick Foles. All of a sudden, it's Mitch Trubisky, noted Lions killer. He's starting at quarterback <laughs> on Sunday. That's a bad sign if you look at what he's done in the past against the Lions. It, it is, um, and, and it's interesting because this, this is a game. So I, I did three different Bears podcasts this week. And all of them are like, please, please, please win this game so we can get rid of our coach and our quarterback and our GM because we want them gone too. Yep. Yep. So that that is an interesting dynamic to add into this. The Lions did get that, and I do I, I agree they're going to get a lift um, mm-hmm. fr- from from having it gone. Uh, this one is more not necessarily like Atlanta's uh, where, where they had Dan Quinn, who was a guy that they liked, but it just he was just terrible at his job. Um, and by the way, that's going to happen with Anthony Lynn in, in Los yep. Angeles with the Chargers uh, very, very soon as well. Great guy. He's just he's just not a good head coach. This one's more like Bill O'Brien, where uh, he got into a fight with J.J. Watt at practice on Monday, and the entire team said, we're with J.J., get out of here, chomp. Uh, and they did, and they went out, and they beat, and they hung, they hung 40 points on the Vikings that weekend. Yeah. Uh, now, that, they're not that, the ones to hang 40 points on the Vikings, but – they, they well, weren't expected yeah, to, and, for sure. And, <laughs> they happen to have Deshaun Watson. At that point, they had Will Fuller before he got busted, before he started yeah. hanging out with Brian Cushing too much. It's, uh, God, that's a weird team. <laughs> but but the, the principle of the, the balance of the interim coach, and it's weird because that's that's a fairly recent phenomenon. If you go back in time, in the 19, I actually looked this up today. In the 1980s, interim coaches went 1-19 in their first games. So it, it, it's changed quite a bit over over the years. Now, I I, 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 I'm a big believer in the lift this week. I think Bevel is going to – the biggest thing that he came out and, – and first of all, his press conferences are fun. Yeah. Yes. He, he's a guy that's he's going he's gonna to say what's on his mind and doesn't really have a filter, which is just brilliant yeah. after Mr. Filibuster Patricia, um, <laughs> who would t- say – he had a lot to say. He had a lot of nothing to say, to quote Tool. Um, he's uh, – <laughs> you know, it's uh, – you get the feeling that he wants to have fun and he wants his players to have fun, that that fun yep. component is missing. He's talked about it in every press conference he's given. And I, I think that's going to work great. Now, the problem with, with this matchup, and we'll get more into it, is that the personnel is dilapidated. Yeah. Uh, and that's there's only so much you can do with, with when your your top running back is out, when your top two wide receivers are out, when you know you're, you're dealing with shuffling along the offensive and defensive lines. You know, Shelton, Danny Shelton's gone. Um, that, that's something that we got to touch on. Yeah. So 
this is not the same Lions team that that almost beat the Bears in Week One. Just as it's not the same Bears team that that was five and zero or five and one at one point and is now yeah. five and six. You gave me so much, you guys. First off, I'm going back to noted uh, Lions killer Mitchell Trubisky. I, <laughs> I, I I picture him driving a black Dodge Charger, and you know in, the, in World War II on the planes when they the, the flags planted on them for the guys that yeah. died, they down. I see little Lions <laughs> stickers down the side of his driver's door, right every for every win. My um, dream car, purple Dodge Charger. <laughs> you go nice i want one yeah somebody has one of my daughter's volleyball practices and i'm like god damn it's sweet <laughs> <laughs> the other thing though and, and you talked about this being a relatively recent phenomenon we had this in our in our uh, interview with coach fonts that we did on the on the saint jude show he talked about coming back and and really probably what won him that coaching position was how the team reacted to him when he yep. took over as the interim and he talked about they went out there and they won the game and he was he was stunned at how hard the guys went out there and played for him and then it was the next game and they played a, it was a tough one and I don't remember if he said it was an overtime or not and and I was going to go back and look at some some of the details around it but they we lost at the end of the game by a field goal and he was talking about you know what do you say to these guys that played so hard for you and put it out there and then they just in the last second lost the game right he's brand new head coach in the pros right doing the doing his thing and just listening to him talk about that was really interesting but listening to how the locker room uh reacted to him and and so the next point is how the locker room is i think going to react to gerald bevel and, and it, you touched on it a little bit about how his press conferences are how they're so much more fun um and and how he says things like he outed his um <laughs> the the oh my God. he outed the uh the engagement <laughs> announcement before the proposal yeah. came right uh that was kind of funny but it's literally exactly the opposite, and you're seeing that, that a snapback from what was it? He's saying all the right things about the previous regime, the things that you have to say and that you should say if you're a decent human being, right? You don't want to dance on anyone's grave. Um, but then he is just, his actions are completely 180 degrees. And I saw a quote from uh, Corey Unlin about he can't wait to put his stamp on this defense and how things are going to change. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. What we've heard about you know the players feelings what we saw in tweets about the of players and former players tweet uh feelings about the coaches that are not here and then the idea of how these coaches are acting and the way that they're showing us how they're acting which is so much different this is a yeah. real opportunity i don't want to undersell the opportunity for daryl bevel now performance obviously is king here and i don't want to oversell it as well but i think po folks might be sleeping if if daryl bevel's team turns around especially in this difficult stretch and goes 500, I, I feel like he has a shot at that role. I think I think that against the teams that he's playing with the team that's being fielded for him, he may actually have a shot at that. Whether it's a short-term deal for a year and they want to get a GM in and he wants to hire his guy, how, those are all different things. But I think that Daryl Bubble could win this job. I don't know that he will, but I think that he could. He's doing all the right things to set himself up. No, I agree with you, Chris. I think he could win this job if they have a good five-game stretch here coming up. Here's the other thing, too, and you mentioned Corey Unlin, and Riz, I hope you agree with this. They'll change some things on defense, but it's really hard to change what you've been doing for the last three and a half yeah. months in one week. And a half. So a lot, yeah, and a half, yes, let's not forget the half. <laughs> um, <laughs> they'll change some things, some things will look different, but ultimately it'll still be based on what Matt Patricia had defensively the last couple of years, that's a bit of a concern, at least to me, because eventually it's got to change, but it, not enough time right now to really make wholesale changes with that defense. No, I, I think they're going to have to do more things like um, stop playing man on third and long. Um, yeah. that, would be a, that would be a nice start. 
when, it, when it's second and 13 and you stuff, isolate yeah. a cornerback a with average speed on a world-class blazer on the outside and don't get a pass rush, don't try to rush the passer on it. God, there were so many stupid things Patricia did. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that was among them. And I, I, I hope that I get the chance to ask Sheila someday. Like, it really bugged you seeing Will Fuller being covered in man with no safety help over the top, right? Because uh, I, I went crazy. Um, my kids will vouch for it. <laughs> that, we were watching the game that, together. That picture yeah. of Sheila with her hands in her face? Or her yes. face in her hands? Yes. Uh, that, I think, says that you are 100% right. That's exactly what she was thinking, Riz. She was not like, wow, <laughs> wow. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning photo from my friend Mike Mulhollander. Yeah. Did, did a brilliant job capturing that. Yeah. Great shot. Yep. So, yeah. I want to hit really quick because we're we're talking a little bit about fantasy land here, and I don't want to say fantasy land, but the Bevel could win the job. It's he's 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 a long I, shot, right? Let's let's, yeah, let's be honest he, about that. I I honestly think he's playing to run the offense again under the head coach next year, and that is not that far fetched. Um, I'll, I'll take it back to a, a, another interim situation that I covered was when Hugh Jackson got fired in Cleveland, and they brought in Greg Williams as the interim coach, and Greg was the players played for Greg. And he got them. I they he had a winning record. I believe they went five three and one under Greg, or five and three. Um, and and Baker Mayfield set a uh, set the the record for uh, for rookie touchdown passes. And it got Freddie Kitchens the job ultimately. Mm-hmm. Greg did interview for the job with the GM who stayed over. That was John Dorsey, um, who you don't want in Detroit, by the way. And I wrote that on Lions Wire today. Please check that out. <laughs> yes. I want to go into it again. Um, it, it's uh, I would love John Dorsey as the director of football ops, but he ain't being my GM. No, no, that's, no. That's one thing um, that we really, really need is a director of football ops. I yes, agree. We do. Um, I was surprised. I, so I wrote that uh, that article was actually in the can before uh, the firings happened, and I brought it out, and I got a very good reception on it. And I'm glad that people see that a lot of the things that they thought that maybe Rod Wood was supposed to be doing was really something that the director of football ops was supposed to be doing. And we didn't have one because it was Bob Quinn in both roles and he never should have gotten those. And I hope that, that Rod Wood also read it and said, Hey, that was my bad. I I, I shouldn't have given a guy that much power. Um, And then they make those changes. So, and I, I am fairly confident in hearing in the distant whispers that that is something that they're going to do, which would be great. Uh, but yeah, as ultimately, Greg did people? not. He did not get the job in interviewing with the same GM. He's now the defensive coordinator for the Winless Jets, and is going to be looking for a job again. And we don't want him in Detroit either. <laughs> but uh, are these but the same the fact people? Is, that he, just... he, he did a he did a very good job as an interim coach, but it it, it wasn't going to work as a long term. And I think that's going to be the, the the status with Bevel too. Is are these the same whispers though of the people that said that Bob Quinn is safe the day before the Thanksgiving game? <laughs> I want to know no. if those are the same people whispering. I know. I, I think um, it was ghosts whispering that first thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not letting ghost. that go. I'm not letting you that go. Yes, you were there, Riz, when they were talking about that, and that was like so made up. All right, that was fun. Oh God. Um. I, so anyway, the Fantasyland question, and I'm going to take it out of the chat here. Is it sure. possible for the Lions to make the playoffs if they have a miracle win the last five games? The answer is yes. It's possible. Okay. I think the is mathematical it, percentage is one point eight or something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. I'm possible. not good at math, but that's that's what I read. But the reality is, it's probably not plausible. Uh, it's not gonna. Ha- it's it's it's. If it happened, I say hire Daryl Bevel next year. Um, and I'm going to talk a touch on that a little bit. What you about Daryl Bevel auctioning or auditioning? Auctioning. My God, we have an auction though. But uh, auditioning for the role of offensive coordinator for next year, which is a really really interesting thing because that bodes I think well for Hank Fraley who you know we love um, but Matthew Stafford loves Daryl Bevel 
and that he's the guy that kind of kept Matthew Stafford and um, Coach Patricia from having a falling out, according to some of the stories that I've right. that, that I've heard. It may make sense if your plan is to hold on to Matthew Stafford, and with your draft position this year, your plan probably should be to try to hang on to Matthew Stafford, no matter who comes into the building. Um, that may make sense to help you do that and keep him involved and in his head in the game. The last thing the Lions need as a franchise is another guy who wants to retire and walk away because I'll tell you, I guarantee Kelly is weighing heavily in his ear about what he does when this contract is over or maybe beforehand. Uh, this is not solely his decision. If you've ever, if you've, and it's the time of year, if you've decided to hang the lights on the outside of your house this time of year, they're not going where you want them. <laughs> oh God, no! They're going no. Where you're told they go. No, your labor. You're not. You're not designed. <laughs> exactly. Your labor. <laughs> that goes for the inside of the house too. Just yes, yes. Doubly, doubly. <laughs> so anyway, there's 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 that whole piece of that. So, um, it's interesting. So that, to answer your question, Steve, oh, sure, it is possible. I hate the questions that have possible in them because, it, you know. A, a meteor could fall through my fly through my roof and, and take things out in three seconds too, but uh, so that's that. Um, let's talk about Corey Unlin on defense. Tia, what do you think? Has he been hamstrung a bit by the the previous regime? Has he been able to kind of implement his thing or put his stamp on it? Not that he might be able to make wholesale changes now, but mm-hmm. has he been prevented from doing what he kind of wants to do or in his style? I think a little bit. I think this defense has been Matt Patricia's defense from day one. And I think Corey Unlin came in to help him out. I think Corey Unlin came in with some ideas of his own, but ultimately it was going to be Matt Patricia's defense. Now Corey Unlin's got a chance to do some things. One thing I expect him to do based on the time he had in Philadelphia, I think we're going to see a little more blitzing from the Lions. I would like to see them blitz a little bit more. And I think you're going to see some players who didn't get a whole lot of playing time, maybe getting a little more playing time under Corey Unlin's defense. So I think those are a couple of things you're going to see right away. But again, it's going to be hard to change things in a week and a half to kind of get to where Corey Unlin exactly wants to have this defense. It's going to take a little while. It might not be until the end of December, the final couple of games, before we see what a Corey Unlin defense with him pulling the strings actually looks like. Yeah, I agree with that. And and we are going to see more of Jeff Okuda um, simply out of necessity because Desmond Trufant is now also on injured reserve. So you're going to see the kids play more. I'm curious if guys like Miles Killebrew, um, Jalen Rees-Maben, guys who have a little bit more speed, um, get into the game. If we see more of Jared Davis playing in lieu of Jelani Tavai, which is interesting because last year we sort of wanted the opposite of that. Right. Um, and, And this year... Jared Davis has in a limited role has played fairly well. Uh, now, now he's a guy, if you're going to have a spy on Mitchell Trubisky, I think you want Jared Davis instead of Shalani Tavai. I mean, the, the, the foot speed yeah. and, and yeah. the the ability to, to move around obstacles is, is so much greater there. I, I wonder if he's going to be able to tinker to that because um, one of the things that, that was noticeable, and, and this came out in, in a lot of the, the national looks at, at Patricia being fired, was how passive they were and how they 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 tried to let the they didn't necessarily try to win games they just tried not to lose on defense. Right. Yeah. And and Unlin comes from Jim Schwartz who we know very well as a guy he's trying he's not only he's trying to win. win he's trying to kill you. <laughs> and um, I, I that that's that element's really been missing and I think the players will appreciate that. At the same time they are so dilapidated without Shelton without you know without all these guys yeah. that are hurt. 
there's only so much you can do, but I, I, I expect them to be more aggressive, and I think that will make a positive difference, especially against a Bears team that doesn't scare anybody throwing the football. Right. No, no, Tony, by the, so, by the so, way, please right. tell Corey Unlin not to walk up to Allen Robinson and say, you know, Allen, I oh used to coach God. Megatron. <laughs> you're not as good as he is. You're on your way, but you're not as good as he is. This yet. generation cannot take a compliment. That's Thank actually good. You. Th- that is going to be my tenth cent this week at Real GM. <laughs> the 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 perceived slight of a compliment. Come on, he's just. He's, it wasn't a slight. He's, no, exactly. He's just giving Learn himself to material to get. Thank he's getting himself something to be mad about and some a chip to work. I don't get, get that. I don't. I don't maybe, maybe we're of the generation where that doesn't play. But I, I just don't stop manufacturing drama. Everything is manufactured anymore, Riz. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> Everything oh. is manufactured out there. All right. Um. Let's see. We we okay, shaking a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> shaking hand at the sky. Um. Okay. Good stuff. Um. Yeah. Bevel and and everybody out there is 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 trying for a job. Right. Everybody is auditioning right. now and and going to yes. do their best. I'm interested to see what Davis does. I'm interested what happens with Steve with Speed. Sorry, still tongue tied. Uh, with Speed at the <laughs> linebacker position, um, I want to talk a little bit about what Bob Quinn did to this this team, though. Right? We went over the drafts, <laughs> and and again, I, I want to refer to you. Uh, and it isn't just because it's it's our site. Ashes is, is I, I I love his his mind and the way he looks at things. DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Head on over there, and uh, there's there's the story. And uh, that Ash wrote, it came out today around uh, 1230, how Bob Quinn restored the Lions' reputation. <laughs> um, check out exactly how he, he starts with the offensive line because that's really arguably the best position group on the team and what happened. And, and you'll find the story is it's a series of downgrades at position a little bit to save just a little bit of money. But nowhere on this team are we better today than we were when we let Jim Caldwell go as far as talent. Now think about that. Think about through each position group. And he, he Ash didn't say this, but I mean, I think that was the, it should have been maybe the last sentence. <laughs> we're not better at a single position group today than we were when Jim Caldwell left. That's true. If everybody is healthy and playing their best, they're close at a couple of spots. Running back. Yeah, running back. I think tight end is probably there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, but Jesse better? James. Better? No, they're not better. No. And, and yeah, and the guys who we let go, who Logan Thomas, um, yeah. who, who uh, the guys we've let go who are playing, and then what do we spend on Jesse James? Right? For for yeah. what? For five catches in two years? I mean, I'm I'm underselling it, right? But what it, it feels like five catches, and I'm not underselling by a whole lot. Um, it's <laughs> incredible. Uh, Vitai is another great example, and and to use Ash's words, a guy who couldn't win a starting position on merit. We spent a ton of money on for a position that we've basically downgraded from guys who could play before, right? The Darius, the Darius Slay decision is another one that I think sunk Bob Quinn to yeah. sink the money he did in the Desmond Trufant yeah. and then to go ahead. And I like Jeff Okuda, but they drafted Jeff Okuda at a time where they really needed more help along the defensive line. Derek Brown would have been a good fit. Yeah. But the whole situation there and not even trying to ease the situation between Darius Slay and Matt Patricia, a guy that I think the Lions secondary desperately needed. Those well, if, if you if you knew that Darius Slay was not going to be on the team in 2020, back then you should have gotten rid of him before 2019 started. Okay. They had offers. I know they had offers that were better than what they took in the end. Yeah. Yep. And that's 
that that's 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 uh that's not good that doesn't reflect well on on mr quinn yep now i will say whoever does wind up coaching this team and gming this team can thank bob quinn and well and this is if this pans for the cornerbacks because cor- good cornerbacks don't come on the market great cornerbacks don't come on the market jeff okuda could become a great cornerback in time could. he's got all the all the tools the athleticism to, to make that happen he's getting a heck of an, an education this year based on who he's playing maybe not from the coaches he's worked with so far but he's he's getting a heck of an education this year he could turn out to be a real a real nice piece of this this defense and to have uh Oruarie and jeff okuda as two corners lockdown corners uh, on for the long term, that feels like a good a, a good deal. So it, it depends on the development of Okuda. Uh, Okuda was not a this year move though. It was a dumb move for a guy who was told they were supposed to be playing meaningful games in December because he didn't get somebody who could make that impact immediately. Nobody thinks a cornerback can make an immediate impact in the NFL. Nobody does, and that was just I don't know the arrogance, the hubris. Um, I don't know if it's narcissism. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go and do a psychological profile here, but it's all the wrong things. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. the, the concept that Ash hit at is that you're you're digging a hole to fill it. Yep. You're not adding on anything. You're just filling holes that you have purposely right. dug yourself. Yep. That's that, that's a terrible way to build a football team, and that's that's why the Lions are where they are right now. Yep. Oh, by the way, the, the Philadelphia Eagles are the same. Um, they're just a little bit more celebrated, and they happen to have the worst quarterback in the league, so that's not helping them either. Yeah, He's, Is he going to get a, a statue outside? Can I, can I tell you a quick stat on him? <laughs> yeah, the sure. last quarterback through 11 games who led the NFL in interceptions thrown, fumbles, and sacks, and, and Wentz leads all the league in all those right now, was Paul McDonald of the 1984 Cleveland Browns. He never got another job again. Oh, gosh. That's where they are with Carson Wentz right now. And, oh, by the way, they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round and won't play him. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a couple more GM and, and head coaching openings, and Philadelphia's going to be one of them. <laughs> so let me ask and, you. The, oh, go ahead. And Riz, I'm, I'm glad Riz brought that up because in a year the Lions are doing this, there's going to be quite a few openings too. The Lions are going to have a lot of competition for That's their right, GMs right. and their head coach choices because they're going to be the Chargers are possibly going to yep. let their guys go. The Bears, we already know the Jaguars and Jets. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eagles. I mean, there could be as many as six or seven coaching openings by the end of all this. And there's always yeah, that yeah. one team that surprises people yeah. where they let somebody go. Try figuring out the surprise this year because you could go three uh, or four different ways. I'll, I'll tell you who it is, Cincinnati. Zach, Zach yeah. Taylor is very much on the hot seat down there, and who would not want to work with Joe Burrow? Exactly. No, no, no. It's 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 a tough it's a tough go right now. It's a tough tough go because because and this is where I want to kind of go really quick is about the characteristics. I don't want to talk about names, okay, for for of people, but each each you know you think about what you want in a GM and where your team is. Do you want some guy, somebody that's young that can take you to the next level? Um, what are some of the characteristics that you're looking for for a GM and a head coach? Tony, I'm going to go to you first. I want a guy who's got experience rebuilding teams. I want a Rick Smith type who rebuilt the Houston Texans into a team that turned out to be for a while until the Bill O'Brien thing, a very good team. So I want a guy either as director of football operations or GM that has a history of building teams, even from the bare minimum from scratch. He's got to be that guy. So that's the one thing I'm looking for immediately in a GM. Riz, how about you? I'm with you. I, I don't want an inexperienced front office no. as a whole. Now, it could be a combination of, let's say, um, 
one of the Colts guys or one of the Chiefs guys that, that, that are the hot names. Um, but they would need somebody to come in who has already done, who has been a GM before. I, I like the idea of Rick Smith quite a bit. I know him from his days in Houston. He'd be, I, I would be totally on board with Rick taking the job. Um, and the fact that he lost a pissing contest with Bill O'Brien in, in my book is a, is a positive for him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that is absolutely. So he left um, because his wife got breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was very poor timing of it, but the, they, they were coming to a head anyways. And that gave him a bit of an easy out um, for, so for all parties. So they didn't have to get bloody, but uh, he's, he's an opinionated guy too. And he, he is the guy who is responsible for a lot of the, the big fines that, that happened in Houston, JJ Watt, uh, 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 Arian Foster coming out of the ether, um, rebuilding an offensive line down there that had nothing. Um, he, he, he did a lot of great work there. So he, he's the kind of guy, I don't want somebody learning how to be a GM right. on the job without somebody there who's been in it before. We, we just did that. We did that with Matt Millen. We yep. did it with Martin Mayhew to some extent. Um, uh, you know, the, the, there are guys like, like Jimmy Ray, the third is still on the staff. Kyle O'Brien is still on the staff. I don't think they need to stay personally. I, I would like to see them leave. I, I, I think we just need that turnover to get fresh blood in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, if you're bringing in another guy, who hasn't done it before. You've got to get somebody in there as a Lieutenant who's right there. That that's the role that John Dorsey is perfect for. If you're hiring a guy like uh, Alonzo Highsmith or Elliot Wolf, though, I don't yep. think either of those guys are going to be serious candidates um, for various reasons. There's um, the, you, you can't have somebody making, we, we talked about it in, in the emergency podcast, Chris, the, uh, the concept that somebody has that you're getting somebody who's failed somewhere else. Well, yes, they've, they've, they've made the mistakes that caused them to fail already. Instead right. of learning what those mistakes are in Detroit already, we need to stop doing that. And Chris, along those same lines, when you're talking about a head coach, I want a guy and, and this is going to blow one very popular candidate right out the water. I want a head coach with some experience. I want a head coach who has been a head coach before in the NFL, who has experience dealing with players at that level. And I know everybody's hot on Robert Sala, Mm -hmm. but I'm not exactly sure that's the right answer yet for this team. I think they need an experienced hand. They need, I hate to say it this way, they need someone like a Jim Caldwell type who has been a head coach before, who has dealt with players in the locker room, and who can calm the waters after Matt Patricia. Yeah, especially if they go with an inexperienced GM, you've got yep. to have an experienced head coach. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I've been trumpeting Marvin Lewis. My, Brian Billick is my dream job. Um, he, he, he Apparently, he was made aware that I have an infatuation with him. Um, he hasn't re- uh, uh, I, I heard that from a mutual friend. Unrequited. Um, yes. <laughs> restraining order? <laughs> if he was better looking, he'd be Brady Quinn, too. Unrequited is another word for restraining order. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You no, know, I, I, but I love, I love the concept of somebody who's been there before and been in a locker room before. Um, it's not the, the to, to go to Sala for a second. I think his leadership ability and the way that the players have responded to him with guys like Richard Sherman coming out, I think he'd be able to handle it if you give him experienced coordinators. And I Correct. think that's, that's that would be a know, key for that. You know, that is not a panacea though, uh, no. because they tried that in Cleveland with Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> Uh, they got him an experienced head coach as an offensive coordinator, an experienced head coach as a defensive coordinator, and they all sucked together. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you got to be careful. <laughs> you got to make sure that it's going to work. Um, but but th- one of the guys that I'm I'm very interested in is Matt Campbell from Iowa State, who has has experience 
taking a place with low expectations and raising them. He's done it at Toledo. He's done it at, at Iowa State. He has a program. He has a system similar to the way Matt Rule is at Carolina right now. Carolina doesn't have the horses this year. I think he's doing a fantastic job as their head yep. coach, and I think most people down there are pretty happy with their hiring. Um, so if, if you get a guy like that from the college ranks that, that has pre- previous successful head coaching experience, specifically at places where you don't typically taste success, I think that's a, that's a plus, too. I, I'd be perfectly fine with a guy like Matt Campbell in that, in that role. You've heard, you've heard me. I've said it a million times. I am all about who are the coordinators. And, and I don't want to undersell the, the importance of the coach, but exactly what you said, uh, Tony, we need an, a, an experienced coach, a guiding hand, a guy who can calm the waters and get the players to the right place to get the players to want to play for them, the players to want to show up, give their all. But but and that's fine. And Jim Caldwell was 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 I think a spectacular head coach in in that regard. But again, I always point to Ron Prince and the fact that they went down together as the, yeah. you know, the reason why he was a failing head coach. He needs the coordinators. He needs top shelf coordinators. I, I'd rather have a head coach that is a a psych major than an X's and O's guy and great, great coordinators to run the football part side of the ball the the game. That's my ideal situation. The characteristics that I look like um or look for. I kind of look that way myself, but uh, I know so, I, so you're, you're uh, we'll, we'll use the, the Titans as an example. Arthur Smith is their offensive coordinator. He was not known for that when when Mike Vrabel hired him, um, but he's he's going to get a head coaching job this offseason. I'd bet good money on that. Mm-hmm. So you can find them, but th- again, you, you've got to have that that you've got to have somebody that the players are going to respond to, um, and and that was sort of the opposite of what Matt Patricia has done. Um, I, I'll look in, in Cleveland where, where the Browns have Kevin Stefanski, a guy that they, they bought into very quickly. Yes, um, they did. And he, he's not a screamer. He is not a demonstrative guy. He's a very measured guy. That turned out to be exactly what that locker room needed. I'm not sure that would play all that well in Detroit, but uh, just finding, finding somebody who can win the room right away and get guys who want to play for him and want to, want to, you know, let's go, man. Let, and, and, I think Sala would bring that. Um, I think there. I think there's some other candidates that would bring that as well. But if you've got that, you've got to have an experienced GM, and you've got to get him coordinators. Like one of the big things that that we and we we see this all the time, Tony. You know this from from experience from being in the locker rooms. The 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 rookie head coaches have so much to learn that they've never done before. Yep. All the meetings they've got to be in. Oh, I've got media responsibilities today. Oh, I got a guy in the practice squad hurt and I got to go replace him. What, what, what do I want to do with that? I got to come up with a game plan. I got to watch film. I have to watch film of both sides of the football here. Mm-hmm. Th- those were things that Patricia struggled with. Those are things that a yep. lot of, of guys who wound up being good coaches struggle with. But I don't want those training wheels in Detroit. And, I'm tired and, of that. And that's why Wade Phillips did Sean McVay so many favors. Yes. I'm, I'm telling you that's and that's I think there's something to that that's anyway we talked about characteristics I think there's something to that that combination will we be able to to will that work again will we be able to match that I don't know but I, I I feel strongly that that's the kind of characteristics that we really really need is those kind of coordinators that can carry a coach so that no matter how inexperienced or experienced he is he he can head coach I don't want him running the defense I don't want him in the X's and O's of the of the defense all the time I want him to be able to elevate and and and, and understand that his coordinators are going to do their job at at a level that a head coach would expect and and guys with that kind of experience that were coaches tend to be able to do that unless they're in Cleveland notice that notice that none of us mentioned anything about tactics or scheme right um and if you go out and you, you read the the fantastic interview that Chris Burke did with Amy Trask of the Raiders yep. yeah yeah 
scheme was like 11th on her list of things right. that she wants from her head coach. And, and that, that, that's, um, I heard a, a podcast with Mike Lombardi, a former GM, um, who's a putz by the way, but he's, he, he was a GM and has experience at it. And he, he's yeah. like, I don't, I don't care about the scheme. I know I, I want guys who can lead. And that, that is where the league is going. Um, you're getting away from the guys who are schematic wonder kids. Um, they got one of those in Chicago. They don't like anymore. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they got one of those in Arizona who's wearing a thin ice uh, that, you know, that it's, it's it's important, but the ability to adapt yourself to to multiple situations. I use multiple. <laughs> Sorry, we're, <laughs> we're banning that, that word from the Lions lexicon. Um, <laughs> Go back and the ability and talk about to, the, the ability to tailor your scheme to what players you have and yes. what you're facing against is far more important than having a scheme of your own. Yeah, and far Chris, more. sadly, and Chris, sadly, we have seen that too many times with the Lions, where the head coaches come in. Steve Mariucci, Rod Marinelli, two great examples. They had a system. They knew what they wanted to run. And we're playing Tampa too, baby. Exactly. Trust and the they process. didn't adjust, and they didn't adjust to the players they had. Mariucci was bound to determine to run the West Coast offense. Rod Marinelli was With bound Joey. to determine to wear the Tampa t- or to to run the Tampa too. You gotta be able to adjust the players. Riz is making me laugh here. I'm sorry. You gotta be able to adjust to the players that you have, adjust your scheme. And I'm sorry, Matt Patricia did not do a great job of adjusting to the players he had. He wanted to run the scheme that was successful for him to win in New England, and it just didn't work out here. If they would have trusted the process and gotten their pad level right, I think it could have worked out. <laughs> um, from that standpoint, maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, and, from the Trask interview, there's something else I want to talk about. And um there talks about the view being different from the majority about having your guy, right? Mm-hmm. As and, right. and and not hiring the best guy or gal. Right. Um, so why not get your coach and look for the GM after? Why does it have to be if that person is that good? And and there was a great example of Mike Tomlin, uh, doing that. Why? What, 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 you know what? Get the right guy. Don't worry about being your guy because let's see where it is. Uh, when you're good, when you get someone good in place, it's just absurd. So don't worry about getting him getting his guy. Just get the right guy. That was the part, and that they, they was in the, that was put up in the slack again. Um, but I saw that and uh, went back and reread the interview, and it, and it just it hit me more the second time after seeing it like that. So important. Get the right people. You talk about kids have to play well together and work well together. Why can't we sell adults to do the same thing? We're putting the right best people in there, and now we've got really good people who are really smart. They just have to work together to find success, and that's that. So, all right, let's move on. It was a great conversation, but we could, and we could do this all day. I know we were at Miller's for, what, 14 hours? <laughs> yes. It was great. I loved it, but people are getting, might get bored listening to us. Uh, let's talk about the injury report. Um, I've got it in front of me. If you guys want me to, want me to kick some out with it. Uh, we go got, ahead and lay on the bad news. Go ahead. Yeah. Kenny Galladay, Deshaun Hand, and Jeff Okuda all out. All out. That's gonna that's Fucking gonna brains. really not help Daryl Bevel at all. Oh. No. Um just just you so know So no Okuda and no Desmond Trufon who's on IR. Yes. Yep. Yes. Now the good news is you got Austin Bryant who is only questionable on the injured reserve, so we could see him one of the thirteen times he's played football in any game in the last I'm not going to lie. I confuse Austin Bryant and Hunter Bryant all the time yes. because they're both off-injured guys who play on the edge of the offense yeah. on one side of the ball or the yeah. other. Yeah. I don't know which one's which, but I know, I know I'll know i be pleasantly surprised if either of them ever plays. Yeah, he spent more time on the injury res- um, 
injury uh, injury IR than he has in uh, in practice. Uh, Stafford's questionable, right thumb. He'll play. Yeah, yeah. Swift yeah. is also yeah. questionable. This is one he was off, and this is an interesting story. Uh, he was out with the the uh, concussion. He's back, but then he misses for an illness that isn't COVID. And who was it, Riz, that had an illness that wasn't COVID that was COVID two days later? Uh, that was Miles Garrett and also <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> so we'll see how this one plays out. I I I want to see more Swift. I really really want to see more Swift yes. on the field. And if he plays, he's in the he's in the game. This is something to watch for. I think with Daryl Bevel now pulling the reins on this without Matt Patricia kind of staring over him. Will we see? Uh, DeAndre Swift. God, I really like the idea of Swift AP having a, a a redemption game after the week one where he dropped the touchdown pass. And oh, by the way, if he doesn't drop that, the Lions, even where we are now, are still ahead yeah. of the Bears then. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And Tracy Unfor- Walker is questionable. Sorry, go ahead. Theo. Unfortunately, I don't think DeAndre Swift's going to play. I think he hasn't had enough practice time. And I just think, I don't know what the illness is, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Lions took one more week with him and let him get a little better and went with Adrian Peterson and went with carry on Johnson as their running backs against the, uh, the bears. But that again, gut feeling, no yeah. inside information or anything, but I just think they'll give him one more week. My opinion to, uh, to get back. He, he hasn't practiced in two weeks. That's correct. That's tough. I mean, and with the concussion, they're limiting your physical ability. So you're not allowed to, to go out there and run. You're required to not, stress yourself yeah. to, in order to get over it. So that, that means he's not going to be in prime shape either and, and not practicing them because of illness. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when I get sick, I don't run. No, <laughs> <laughs> I got a sticker on the back of my car that says 0.0 and in small letters underneath, I don't run. So no, <laughs> it's, but it's more than where he's at. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the matchups. Tio, what are some of the, the key matchups to watch for, for this game? You know what? I'm going to surprise you with this matchup. It's my matchup I'm watching is Matt Nagy against his team. Uh, he came out and blasted. He blasted the Bears this week, earlier this week. Yeah, he did. He came out and said, you know, look, he wanted to see pride. He didn't see it. He just hammered his players and hammered his coaching staff. I'm going to be very curious to see how they respond to that. Do they come out with fire in their eyes? Do they come out and want to prove him wrong? Or do they say, you know what? This guy's going to be gone in five weeks anyway and roll over. So to me, the matchup is Matt Nagy versus his own team. If they come out with some fire, they're going to beat the Lions on Sunday in Chicago. Was that a T.J. Watt moment? Because that's exactly what I thought of when I heard that he had said that. If I was a player, especially if you're looking to put a chip on your shoulder because someone told you you're not quite Calvin Johnson, (laughs) I'm telling you, you've got got 53 guys plus a practice squad ready, ready to chase you out of that building, Riz. Yeah. You're the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. <laughs> We're back Simpsons on y'all. He kind of did that. And, and to your point is, is that, you know, they know that he's not going to be back next year. Yep. Why, why should I listen to that? that exactly. That's why you fire your coach in the middle of the season. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a, that's a good one, man. That, that, I like how you took it to a different level there. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank it, you. It, it, it dwarfs my um, Allen Robinson versus uh, Amani Oruwariye matchup. Um, and and the, the, the flip side of that is, can Mitchell Trubisky throw the ball to him, to <laughs> yeah. either of them? You better line up uh, on the I'm right not, side. I'm not sure that he can. Um, <laughs> this, this is also a week. The Bears' offensive line has fallen some. Um, they're not mm-hmm. terrible, but they're not good. This would be a week that if if Corey Unlin is going to dial up some blitzes, send Jared Davis up the A gap, and yep. you know, 
there's chances for this defense to have a lot of success um, against Trubisky and against that offensive line. So I'm, I'm very curious how Umlin attacks their offense is, is more of the, the, the matchup there. I'm going to say that this is, <laughs> this is a, this is an ugly prom date kind of a game is, is the matchup here. This is going to be a terrible game. <laughs> this is going to be an absolutely horrific football game to watch. And hold it's, on. I was somebody's ugly prom date. I so know you were, I, it, but, but you weren't the <laughs> ugliest. <laughs> and that's it. It's the, it's the battle of the butt uglies here. Who is going to be less ugly than the other one? I think that's what this game is going to turn into. And I think that's the battle. Who is going to play less ugly than the other team? Because it's just an absolute s show for both teams right now and I, I i can't even right i can't imagine being i can't imagine being in either locker room and looking over across the field and saying oh we're gonna they, it's the same right it's like the the, the <laughs> office the office meme again tell me the difference the corporate wants to know the difference between the two pictures it's the same picture right it's the, the same it's horrible <laughs> um so it's a battle of the ugly it's a bad prom date kind of a game here all right, uh, keys to the game. Tio, let's go with you first again, and uh, let's. what's the key to the game for the Lions? Take this one home and, and put one in Bell's hat. Uh-oh. Did everybody freeze? Everybody froze. Which is really banged up. No Jeff Okuda, no Desmond Trufant. So to me, that's the key to the game for me. If the Bears can get anything generated in their passing game, they've got a good enough running attack to keep the Lions off balance. And again, if they get their passing game going, Mitch Trubisky is going to have an outstanding day again against the Lions. And I really hate saying that last sentence because Mitch Trubisky is a below average quarterback until he faces the Lions. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you sting. You sting me, Tony. You sting me. <laughs> He's got 14 touchdown passes in his career against the Lions against four interceptions. He's not even close in touchdown passes to anybody else. No other team comes. I think he's got seven against the Vikings. He's 14 like, against the Lions. He's That's a first ridiculous. ballot Hall of Famer against the Lions. The Lions, yes. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. Riz, where's oh. your head at? <laughs> um, so in the first matchup, Khalil Mack went up against Tyrell Crosby almost exclusively and did not get a sack. Right. Um, I I am looking for the moral victory that would be Tyrell Crosby shutting out Khalil Mack twice. I think that would be really, really cool. As far as winning the game, Matt Prater needs to make his field goals. Jack Fox needs to be on point with his punting, and I expect no less. The return cover teams have to be very, very sharp because Chicago special teams, as they typically are, are awesome. Yes, and are. that's how a, a return in this game could be critical because I don't think either offense is going to score a lot of points. So if you're if you're able to you know flip the field and pin them deep, or alternately if they allow a return, uh, that could swing the game right there. And that's you know special teams are even more important when you've got two bad teams going against one another, and that that's what we've got here. Yeah. And Chris, I'm going to bring up something strange here. I think not having fans Sunday is going to help the Bears. Because if they had a stadium full of fans at Soldier Field with the way this team is playing right now, it would be oh, ugly early. Ready to boo. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so I think it actually helps that the Bears don't have fans at Soldier Field for Sunday's game. The Lions better get used to not having fans unless they turn around pretty quick. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I'm going to tell you, keys to the game is, is for the fans. Um, because this game is going to be such a mess, 
cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a little something to help yourself out, take away the anxiety, the pain, and the sleepless nights that the Lions bring to you. I, I can't believe we got this sponsor. This is the perfect year to sign these guys. It is like absolutely anxiety, pain, sleepless nights, Lions, the whole thing. How do you fix it? CBD. Head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. You've got the creams, which I tell you, I, I just put on my knee, hanging those dang Christmas lights. I rack my knee up on the on the ladder, and I'm I'm feeling feeling good there. Got that? I know that works. They got the gummies; those things are great, and they got the oils if you just want to put, get the uh, little tincture under your tongue and take care of the things. Uh, you'll get yourself one of the best nights' sleep. That stage four sleep comes and it stays. It is it is a rock and best sleep I've ever had. Um, the gummies are great as well for just kind of the full body thing, and the cream is for more like point point relief so uh i'll tell you the cream isn't about the sleep it's about the the muscles and the arthritis that's that's where that stuff's good for you um i, I brought a, a jar of it when i visited my mom and she kept it so there you go cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com <laughs> 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 they give us a little kickback just so you guys know when when, when you go there but uh it's great stuff use the coupon code lions you get 55 percent off they've got different sales going on all the time so if the sale is more than that coupon code by some fortuitous um, whatever. <laughs> I started. I started waxing po- poetic, and then I ran out of words. It was a haiku. It was short. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, if they find something, you'll get the higher the higher discount. So cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Check them out and take care of yourself. All right. Um. Yeah, and it is again. I think this is going to be a tough game to watch. I know. I, I I told people for the the Thanksgiving game, it's one of those ones. Don't invest yourself in it. You've already got the stress of family around. You've got all the sure. things going on. You got a turkey. You got to get right. You got all the. Just put it on in the background. Enjoy. Let it let it do its thing. If they won, it was like you know, enjoy it. Whatever. You can, this is one to watch, but just don't expect that kind of football that's inspirational. It's and. I mean, let's face it, with everything going on with the plague in the NFL right now and Wednesday Night Football and everything else, there's not a lot of inspirational football going on. Um, <laughs> we, get a, we get a Tuesday night game featuring Washington. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Super Bowl is going to be Florida man against a gator. Wrestling a gator at the 50-yard line, that's what's going to be left. Uh, all right. Just don't wrestle a tiger in Florida. Those hurt, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Carol, what's her, Carol Baskin. My, my, Carol Baskin. My friend who, who moved down here, her property actually backs up to Carol Baskin's property. So there's some, I have to tell, tell some stories sometime. Um, all right. Let's move to Vegas. Let's move to Vegas. Uh, it's safer okay. there unless Sounds your name good. is Roy. Right? That was the one that got bit. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> okay. that was another tiger-related death. See the same thing. He didn't actually die. He just got maimed. <laughs> he keeps flowing. All right, where's Vegas on this? We're way the hell off the rails now. <laughs> a hell of a segue, Chris. Good job, man. Uh, we got the Lions plus three on uh, on the line. The money line Bears minus one sixty. Um, the Lions plus one forty, and over under is forty five. And let's play the over under here. What do you think, Tony? You know they they tried to peg that one pretty close, and I don't, I don't think they did a bad job on that one. I don't think so either, because that's a tough one. I'll go under, but just slightly. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of points scored, but forty five. That's a low number for the NFL this year. So that's, I'll go under, but just slightly. Yeah. Riz, uh, I'm with you. I I don't see either of these offenses scoring more than two touchdowns yeah. and you've no. got to get that from from a lot of guys there that's that they, even that's 28 so mm-hmm. yeah 
Well, there is one defense out there. That, well, we'll talk about that. We'll get there when we get to the predictions, which uh, I'm I'm an under. I'm an underdog as well. So we'll we'll roll with the three unders on this one. Uh, final outcome. We got a prediction before we get that. Don't forget, it's that time of year. We're getting gifts for everybody. I I, I wound up packing all these in at the end. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Head on over there. Uh, they, as I said before, they give us a kickback when you buy stuff. But nothing ever costs more. Take that money away from Bezos. And, uh, and give it to us. And maybe one day we can buy the Lions and make this team better. Because you know we would. Uh, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com for all of your holiday needs. All right, final outcome prediction. Tony, you've got it. You've been pressing it. You're like like undefeated this year with your predictions. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. No, I got uh, yeah. And the Bears New Orleans game. game. And yeah. the New Orleans game. Yeah. And the... Uh... <laughs> Nah, I'm Kreskin. I am definitely not on this one. Um, you know what? Yeah, I know. I'm old. This has been a fun um, game. This has been a fun show. We've been, we pulled some references here. I used here to watch Kreskin. I know who that is. Yeah, thank you. Most people are like, what the hell is a Kreskin? Um, <laughs> I'm Sir Graves Gasly, just to make it keep it in Detroit. Just keep it in Detroit. I used to love Sir Graves Gasly. He was awesome. He was the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that was a great laugh. You know what? I'm going to go with the more desperate team in this situation. To me, the Bears are a little more desperate right now than the Lions. Mm-hmm. So I will go 23-17 Bears over the Lions. I just have a feeling that there's a little more desperation there. The Lions are playing fast and loose basically with house money. The Bears know if they win this game, they're right back in the playoff race in the NFC. So I think they're a little more desperate. The Matt Nagy situation is really tenuous at this point. I think the Bears have enough juice where they win on Sunday, 23-17 over the Lions. All right. Riz, where you at, buddy? I am going to ride the interim coach Spike Magic. I think the team is is relieved to be out of the yoke of Matt Patricia. They're going to go out and they're going to show that, hey, this guy was holding us back. He's the reason why we suck. Um, now, it's going to be tough because a lot of the players that they need on the field are not going to be there. Right. That's going to limit things, but I've got I've got the Lions winning 20 to 17 and enjoy it because I think it's probably the last time they'll win. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I am also on the, the coach spike bandwagon and I'll tell you, it is the naggy situation that puts me there. That's the, it's the combination yeah. of bouncing back from, uh, from Patricia and, and that sense of the players wanting to say thank you to ownership for clearing house in the front office and in the coach. And I think they're very, very motivated to do that. I think also, um, the Bears are just as motivated to get rid of their coach and GM. <laughs> I think uh, they they don't want to win for Nagy. They don't want him there next year, and and winning gets him there. So I think there's a lot of folks, not only uh, fans in in uh, Chicago, but maybe some players that want to see the Detroit game be the end of Matt Nagy's reign in Chicago. So I'm going to go 21 to 17, still in the under, but probably a lot more points than will be scored. But I just got a sense that. Um, that that defense on the bear side is going to loosen up a little bit for this team and uh, let let fate take over. One thing I looked up the weather not going to be a factor. It's going to be thirty degrees, but there's no wind and no rain or snow. So yeah. and just a flat cold day. With the opportunity for the Lions to win out and go to the playoffs, this is the last cold weather game that they have. Everything else is either in a warm place or inside. Yeah. So. This is it. Our, our playoff run begins today or tomorrow, folks, or Sunday. What some? It's it began. It never it's did. Friday. I, I can't Chris. even make it up. I can't even make it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys very much. It was great to be back with you. It was a lot of fun again. 
Um, remember, folks, the show needs your involvement. We look for that all the time. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback, DetroitLions.reddit.com. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash DetroitLionsPodcast. A dollar a month gets you access to the coolest people in the internet world, in the internet universe, no matter what. Uh, patreon.com slash DetroitLionsPodcast. Get your donation going there. And check us out on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast, Instagram, uh, Detroit Lions Podcast, and on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see the Riz. With no fans. Can I just, I have a sidebar before I keep I going. <laughs> I'm stoked for the Senior Bowl this year. I really, really am. New coach, new new GM. Uh, the like looking at players different. This is. I think this is really going to be. It's always fun, right, Riz? But I think this is going to be yes. a really, really interesting year. And and just for me, third year going. I think this is going to be the ma- where the magic really begins and really hits. I I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Did you get it's your reservation? Like yet? Seven weeks away. I know. Yeah. Did you get your reservation yet? I am not going this year. Oh. Can't make it. Okay. The uh, my my kids' sporting careers take priority. Yeah. Um, if I if I left, I'd have to come back. I would have to quarantine for fourteen days, whether I was positive or not. Can't do that with my son playing some high school basketball, my daughter playing very very high level AAU volleyball and basketball at the same time. I just can't do it. So I I'm I'm home this year. You can always make more kids and experience later. <laughs> My wife would kill me. <laughs> oh, your wife's got to be involved? We, we, oh, we, we, sorry, he's now in so much trouble she's listening. <laughs> that might be the best suggestion I've heard all week. Thank you, Chris. Just make more kids. Oh, okay. Sure, why not? <laughs> Whatever, you know. I mean, the internet goes down. You can't go out anyway. What else are you going to do with your time? <laughs> Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Or call us to the Lions line at 929-33-Lions, 929-335-4667. And be sure to come to DetroitLionsPodcast.com if your internet's up. And subscribe to the podcast so we can come in your ears automatically. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. Tony's lost it. I love it. <laughs> no problems because of your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> oh, I almost. Oh, I almost made a dirty, dirty, dirty joke. <laughs> when you said we come in your ears, I was going to say, oh, it's hard to make a baby that way. And I just kind of. I was like, nope, not going to do that. Nope. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.